hey, hey, welcome to Bonus Barrel. Saging. Welcome back. No Shelby. I mean, we can never just have a full crew. It seems like it. It's, uh, it it's like the it. curse of the scheduling, or in this case, Shelby's <laughs> not feeling well. So yeah. wish her well. I mean, she's not dying or anything. God, at least I hope not. Um, yeah, so, you know, hashtag save Shelby. <laughs> the second hashtag for saving Shelby. I gotta start the, the episode off with some small news. I beat Yakuza 0 this weekend. Woo! Are you guys didn't react the way I like? I'd like. Can you put a little more enthusiasm in that? Like, yeah, good job. Congratulations. Thank you. It's going to my top, my top twenty for sure. That's cool. It's Especially because, so like, I don't know. It's. I, it wasn't what I, from what you've described to me yet. It's not what I was expecting. It was going to be. Um, I thought it was going to be more like. It's it's more like a. It reminds me of that uh, Saints Row. It's not like Saints Row, but like it's like the Grand Theft Auto style game. Like it's like yep. open world and stuff. And you know, it didn't seem like it was going to be a goofy, silly game. But from everything you described, it's just extremely goofy and silly. That's the thing. So I was talking to someone about this the other day. Uh, it the store the main story that you follow the story you have to do is relatively straight laced and serious with a few goofy moments here and there but pretty much a solid crime story which i don't usually like but it's just weird enough that i can get i can get behind it um so in the last half of the game when i was finishing i went through like the last five chapters without doing any of the side stuff and it maintained a serious tone the entire time all the all the goofy shit is all the side quests you do and on and the stuff you do in the city outside of the main quest so you can get as much humor in the game as you want or as little as you want, or you can have more than than you could want. So it's, it's you kind of have the choice to to really put that in there. The, the main story itself is quite emotional, actually. I think Megan like teared up twice as I was playing. So oh wow, yeah, Jeez. it's it's really good, man. I can't get enough recommend this game enough. It's so it's amazing. A plus, A plus, no damage. Yakuza Zero. I can't wait for the next one. First. Yeah, well, the remake's out this month of the first game for PS4. So I'm gonna pick that up and I'll play it. Sometime soon. I thought this. I thought this was a remake. I thought you said that. No, this is a prequel to the whole series. Oh, oh, okay, okay. So it's chronologically the first game, I guess. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah. that's what I was confused about. So good. I played a bunch of Splatoon two yesterday with the old the old Cartridge Club. I know temporary lifting of the band. I know we don't talk about them on the show, but uh, yeah, I, I'm starting to get to know a lot of the uh, other people more, and they're it's a good community. Good community of gaming people. Uh, a lot of cursing. And I thought uh, Cartridge Club doesn't curse. Well, they, not in their show. <laughs> but behind behind the scenes, P1's cursing up a storm. They're just a bunch of phonies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's not as clean as he appears to be. <laughs> um, Splatoon 2 Splatfest was yesterday. It was Mayo versus Ketchup, and two of half of our show didn't participate because they don't have the game. And the half that did participate was on two different teams. I was Mayo, and Seiji was, like most people, ketchup. A ketchup's yep. gross. I absolutely hate ketchup. Well, Mayo's a better condiment, because you can do more with it. But that's not, yeah, that's, yeah. that's my opinion. I like ketchup, too. Uh, I think a lot of people go to ketchup, because Marina... Apparently, I did not realize this, but the Marina character is quite popular with the people. The what? A character named Marina. 
She's like just she, you represent ketchup. No, uh, although she did in this actually yes in this case she did. Uh, she's they're like the uh, what's the name of the, the ones in the first Cali and Mari. Yeah, yeah, less annoying than those two, but but they're uh, they're the those two this game and one of them everybody's all hot and bothered for, and so people I think that's why ketchup overwhelmingly hit more people. However, sorry, Seiji, but Mayo won. Burp, burp, burp. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the reason I brought that up is not just to rub it in Seiji's face, but apparently there's a little bit of some some butthurtness going on, some saltiness, as they say, as the kids say. Um, yeah, but explain to to Lev how it works. Yes. To see how, how, so what how he thinks. How you determine the winner is there's three categories: the overall votes, so that's how popular it is. Uh, how many solo wins you get, so that's if you're in, and you know how many wins you happen to be on. And how many team wins there is. So if you queue up with a group of people, how many wins your teams get. And so we won two to one because the popular vote was obviously catch up. We won solo and team. Now, if there's not enough players, you play against your own team while you're waiting for like a regular match. So those matches do not count. And so people are upset because there was more catch up. So they couldn't play against Mayo as much. So they're saying it's rigged or it's a conspiracy or Nintendo is the worst place ever because they couldn't account for people's popularity i don't know what what they want <laughs> it, it can't account for human thought i guess you know that's yeah uh i don't know so i think uh there's some merit in that complaint however in the end you're getting a pool of people who are on one team and a pool of people from the other just not everybody from ketchup counts i guess i don't know but some people some people are like oh you only, you only got the scrubs playing uh you only, got, only get the scrubs playing mayo while, while the rest of us are stuck playing ketchup. First of all, you have no basis for that. You're just as randomly likely to play against us as any other team. So you're just belly aching. You're you're just got you get two populations that play each other. You have a bigger one, so less of your people counted, I guess. But that's you know that's gonna keep it fair. Do you do you get any like in-game rewards if your team wins? Yeah, okay, get so, some seashell okay. snail. Th- then I understand the saltiness to a, to a degree at least, because if there was no prize at the end, then why would you really care? Um, what what kind of stuff do you get? Like gear, salty snails, I think they're called. <laughs> salty snails, <laughs> for the salty people. Sounds like no, it you could get, be yeah, you get delicious. you get a, a special type of currency that you can use to improve your gear, because. Each gear has a different number of slots, and the slots determine uh, how good a piece of gear is. But because it's also clothing, and it's kind of stylish, so you might prefer a piece of gear that is lesser. But with the snails, you can upgrade it to be, you know, whatever. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Okay. Okay. Add those slots. Is it the same way how they would rotate, like, two maps every couple of hours? Or do they just have all the maps available all the time now? Uh, still rotation. Uh, see, uh, it's a bit different because they added one special Splatfest stage that is always available. So it's it's the the two rotating one plus the one permanent to the Splatfest. And how long does Splatfest last? That, it lasts like for a Tw- day. Twenty four hours. Twenty four hours. Man, yeah. that doesn't seem like a very long time. No, it's a pretty. It's good. It's a good. Yeah, but good I, wholesome I kind time. of. Yeah, I know. I know. I just feel like an event like that should at least be a week long. Because I think you'd get better numbers, and it gives people an actually an opportunity. Because if you want to take part in it, but it's like, hey, I'm busy on that Saturday. It, it seems it seems like a better choice 
but that's just my thoughts. I've also not really cared for the whole like rotating map. I think you should just have all the maps always available. So I was hoping they would they would kind of break that that weird trend they did in Splatoon one, but I guess I was hoping for nothing. Yeah, you, you you hoped, and then your your face was spat in. You don't yeah, get you don't get it. I I agree by the, the way. The you, Nintendo you specialty. Just, you should just yeah. Nintendo specialty is a wonderful thing. It gives you a delicious burger to eat. But then takes out ingredients that you really like, adds in some ones that you didn't know you did like. So you found some new ingredients that you like, <laughs> but you still feel like something's missing because all the delicious ingredients from before that would work with the new ingredients aren't there. There you go. And That's those, the perfect yeah. Nintendo food analogy. Yeah, and ketchup and mayo both count for the burger yeah, analogy. There, there we so go. we could have worked together. We could have come together in harmony for that one. <laughs> all right. So that's Splatoon. Anything else to say about Splatoon 2 there, Sage? Uh, well, I'm enjoying it a lot more this time Me too. because uh, of the Cartridge Club. You know? Yeah. And that's really great. Yeah, I added like four new friends yesterday because we wanted to play on a team. And I played with, I think, Rocket Sauce mm-hmm. and Sardonic Pickle. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sardonic Pickle and Fitna. And Fitna, then cool. I think one of them left and Hutch joined the team for a while so it was pretty cool and we were winning a lot we were like probably 75 percent winning so it was pretty cool damn what what, awesome. what weapons do you guys like to use in switching to i'm using the ink brush uh, i don't i don't remember the specific name of this one but it's not the not like the roller the, but the brush yeah, it's Is more that... like a painting brush yeah okay rather than the like drawing brush <laughs> well, i don't know how it's called no i think <laughs> i know what you mean yeah um, it's really cool, and uh, I love the sub weapon. It's the, like this little robot that follows you. It's amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. Are you keeping track of your points for the? Because uh, I was gonna say this one, this one's uh, Cartridge Club beat my score, which is basically there's kind of a there's two for Splatoon. Splatoon two is this month, and there's two scores: most most splats, which is kills in a match, or most points. So you should keep track of those, AJ, because you could you could be winning. I'm currently winning most splats right now. I Have be- you noticed that the amount of points you get is so much different than in the first one? It feels that I way. I get, I get a lot, a lot less points. Like in, in Splatoon one, I was averaging like thirteen hundred mm-hmm. per match, and my max score was almost two thousand. But in this one, I'm like averaging like seven hundred. Like uh, really, really low. I find every weapon except the arrow sprays like that. So the, with the hey, arrow spray, uh, wait, that's not it, is it? Arrow, arrow paint, arrow, whatever, whatever. I think it's arrow. Sp- I want to say arrow spray. What the f- no, it's not. It's not it. Anyways, a- that one. It is arrow spray. Whatever. That that weapon. It's uh. It, it covers a lot. I've gotten uh, like fifteen forty eight. What mine? Because it was a lose. It would have been twenty five forty eight. Was my highest score. And I consistently get over like eleven twelve hundred with that weapon easily. So maybe it's this weapon thing. Because with the with the slosher, I I get like seven to eight to maybe nine hundred on a good game. But I more focus on taking down enemy players when using that weapon. I don't know. I don't know. As, yeah. mo- as most games, it's probably a combination of you and the weapon. You know, obviously, you as a person will, you know, be more skilled at certain weapon types, right? It's so true. Maybe for you, you know, maybe someone else is really good with the slosher, right? So it's, sometimes it's just like, hey, this is what I prefer. This is what I do well with. 
Um, personally, I've always liked to have a really good sniper on my team, but oh, yeah, I was always really, I'm not really good at bad it. with it. Yeah. Um, but I always appreciated when I did have someone on my team who who was good at with it. So. Yeah, they 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 make a big difference, especially in some stages. As a matter of fact, I was doing pretty good with the tri slosher, but every time I got paired up against a good sniper, I I couldn't I couldn't keep up with that. Uh, yeah. oh, by the way, I have to mention this. I switched last night. I tried to I decided to use the uh, docked controllers, like you know the little add-on controller because my pro controller was dead. So I set up because Megan was watching stuff on the TV. So I I put the uh, the switch into like the little tablet mode and had it propped up, and I was playing with the controller so much better than handheld mode. Man, <laughs> I was doing I was doing way better. I had more control over my character, and I still had the motion control for tilt because I need that tilt. I need that I need that motion tilt. But uh, I had way more just control over my character, so I'm gonna try out the pro controller today too. But man, so much better. I am now a proponent of not handheld, not pure handheld mode for Splatoon two. Yeah, because you have to, t- you, you tilt your control, at least if you're using motion controls, and so you're also tilting your screen. Yeah. So it's really hard to play, like, laying upside down or stuff like that. It's just yeah. almost impossible. <laughs> you, yeah, you can't. Uh, yeah, so you matter have to, f- like, sit, yeah, straight, right? I had to constantly try to get, like, I'd always have the camera that would be sitting pointed up for my character, no matter how many times I hit Y to try to reset it. I just couldn't get a good position. But then I switched to controller mode, and man, so much, I gotta say, I'm... I'm, I didn't think it would make that much of a difference because I was just too lazy to not play in handheld mode, and uh, man, it made a diff, made a difference. Yeah, you can sure. make a difference, left by playing the game with us. <laughs> man, it seems like Cartridge Club is just going crazy over it. Like all the time, everyone seems to be playing. Oh yeah, so. there's a Switch channel on Twitter that's pretty active now because of Splatoon <laughs> Two. <laughs> I know, I keep getting notifications all day. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I like it. And, um, yeah, I love it. It's it's a lot of fun just jumping in Discord and playing with with everyone because you can't use a Nintendo app because it's awful. But the uh, the Discord, it's, it's good, and everybody always gets excited when Sadie shows up. You know who doesn't get excited when Rob shows up? Everybody. Then nobody gets excited. I'm too <laughs> everywhere. I'm gonna well, I, thing, I'm gonna right? disappear. I'm gonna disappear for a month, and then we'll see what happens. I'm gonna have like people chanting, "Bring him back," and it'll be a vigil. <sighs> Anyways. So yeah, what's what's new on other people's minds besides Splatoon? Nothing. You guys got nothing. I good I thing I'm here. Like, I'm, I've, <laughs> I've been just I've been playing the same two games all week. So and it's the same games I mentioned last week. So Lef, give me a movie premise and I'll make a '90s game out of it. Oh man. Okay. Give me give me five minutes. All right. While, while you're looking at, I'm gonna ask another question. Well, no, because then you won't be able to answer because you'll be distracted. Oh, you know what? Did I, ever, did I already complain about Puyo Puyo? I did. I did. I did. Let's see, I have, I have a list of like small topics for our for our pre-topic. So let's see, Seiji, I'm putting you on the spot here. Can you name an awesome game that we've barely talked about? That we barely talk about? Yeah, and it doesn't. No, it doesn't have to be awesome. Any game. Um, Tactics Ogre. Tactics Ogre. We have not. I have not played Tactics Ogre. I have the uh, one for PSP, and I really want to play it. Same kind of system as Final Fantasy Tactics, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. The strategy RPG, right? I've never played it. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just know it, it, it's a game. Uh, yeah, so that, so Tactics Ogre is interesting because it's one of the few, for the, the version that came out for the N64, which I think is called Let Us Clean Together. By the way, this is completely out of ignorance because apparently none of us have played it. Or maybe it's left is a, w- quiet right now. But. Tactics Ogre? Yeah. Years and years and years ago. It's a, it's which is a queen, uh, it's a queen song. Let's link together. Oh god! And, <laughs> I'm like tactics ogre. There's, there's also tactics ogre, uh, the march of the Black Queen, which is also a Queen song, 
And that's oh, why really? I know about Taxi Cogger. Yeah, because the designer or the creator is a huge fan of Queen. Oh, cool. So, yeah. Uh, well, there's so a there little tidbit for people. That's cool, man. That's a little bit of trivia. That's fun. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the, yeah, so I'm just looking at some screenshots real quick because I haven't looked at it in a while. And then look, ex- the later ones look exactly like Final Fantasy Tactics, which is awesome. Because FF Tactics was a blast. I don't think we've talked about Tactics that much in, in, on the show. Uh, but just like they play the same, same type of game, you know, they're like, uh, you're on a grid. That's kind of, I love the way they look, <clears throat> especially the classic ones, because you can clearly tell where each tile is, but they, they try to build it into the environment. So it has this kind of like patchy square look, but it looks, like this, like this, I don't know, like almost like a checkerboard, except instead of checker, the plain checker pieces, it's like grass and ground and the developers build it so that it looks like it's one cohesive area, but you can still kind of tell gameplay wise where your characters will go and it's positioning and then you're doing attacks on, on other characters. It's great. I don't know that, I don't, I don't know if they're as popular nowadays, but back in the PS1 era, these types of games were, were the bee's knees. The bee's knees. Did you find something left? I do. Are you ready? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, so here's the premise. All right. In the Southwest during the Civil War... We did this one already! No, we didn't. Okay, Uh, Southwest. A mysterious stranger, Joe, and a Mexican outlaw, Tuco, form an uneasy partnership. Joe turns in the bandit for the reward money, then rescues him just as he's being hanged. When Joe shot at the noose goes awry during one escapade, a furious Tuco tries to have him murdered. The men reteam abruptly, however, to beat a sadistic criminal in the Union Army and find $20,000 that a soldier has buried in the desert. Okay, I didn't get all of it. <laughs> so what didn't you get? I, I I kind of I got up to the point where so we have a mysterious stranger, Joe, and a Mexican outlaw, uh, form an uneasy partnership. Yeah, and then they return in a bandit, or does he return? No, Joe to, turns in the bandit, which is the is, which is the ex- outlaw. Okay, yeah, for yeah. reward money, but then rescues and in then the last he rescues session. him. Yeah. Then what happened? And then, and then Joe shoots at the noose, which goes awry during an, some sort of escapade. Okay. And then the furious Tuco tries to have him murdered. Oh, so he like he tries to he tries to save him, but it looks like instead that he was trying to attack him. So then he's like uh, like going against him at that point. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Anyways. Okay, so we have an arena-based shooting game. On one side, you have Joe and Joe's entourage, uh, which is just a bunch of people who look like Joe. And on the other team, you have the Mexican outlaw. Uh, he and his team, uh, which also has an entourage, you basically are in an Old West arena shooter game. So you can use cover to hide behind barrels and, and uh, the, <laughs> those, uh, what are they called? Slaws? Slows? Nope. Where, where animals drink out of it, you know, those <laughs> yeah, water yeah. things. Uh, and then you're like going into saloons and kicking over tables and stuff. And, and all, the t- all the while you're trying to get the most, most uh, score, most points by killing your, your enemy. And... Yeah, it's, it's done with low-poly graphics. This is what it came out in, like, 1998. Um, but it's still pretty good, and it's pretty revolutionary for its time because of all the great cover-based mechanics. <laughs> so they don't focus on the story as much so much as that they have the setting, and you're and that's, and that's how it goes. Yeah, what's so the, that, the movie? <laughs> the good, the bad, and the ugly. you got to start getting some more recent ones. These old ones are harder to do. But they're funny to do old ones. <laughs> they like, they're, they're more interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so there you, there you go. Seiji, would you play that game? Yes, 
I will play any game. <laughs> Excellent. There we go. Especially this one. <laughs> would you have, would you have uh, played? You would have played in the Mexican Outlaw team, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I guess I'd be like saying I would automatically play on the white team, which is not, I mean, yeah. not true. By the way, we don't know if this this uh, other guy was white. I don't want to assume anything. He could have been anything. It could have. He could have been Mexican too. But the, well, but the script called it out was, Mexican, it, so it yeah, and it was played by Clint Eastwood, the other oh, role. So he's definitely wow. like a white cowboy. I didn't so. know the casting. You don't know the Clint Eastwood isn't the good, the bad, and the ugly. I've never seen it. Uh, neither have I. I don't I'm like, always I don't picking like movies I haven't seen. I hate, yeah, I hate me, them. Me neither. They're but boring. You know, I, I still instinctively knew that Clint Eastwood was in this movie, though. But yeah. Even though I've never really seen a Clint Eastwood movie in my life. But I, you know I haven't either. I don't yeah. know. I didn't know. I, didn't, I mean, I should know, I guess. Because it's one of those, Ameri- you know, those like a famous famous films. I didn't know what it was about. So now I do, actually. Yeah. Thanks thanks a lot. 1966. Like, it's old. Man. Even even us old people weren't alive during that. <laughs> Shelby probably doesn't even know that it goes back that far. Yeah, so I think she's she thinks shocked to hear that the world is older than yeah, you know, forty Sh- years. Shelby's a, a young earther. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Shelby, if that's not true, you have two minutes to speak up. Otherwise, you're forever labeled as a young earther from 1980. She doesn't think the world is any older than what thirty uh, thirty seven years. There you go. Yeah, Shelby's a crazy person. But, you know, if Shelby wants to come here right now and say, that's not true, then I will take it back. Hey, I still remember the first time I think she was on the show, and then you kind of talked about how she was a Nazi and had a bunch of swastikas tattooed to her skinhead. Did I she does? <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> that was like the very first episode. Is what you, That's what you said about her. I forgot about that. Oh, God. Yeah, well, Shelby's she's gotten better. Over the last <laughs> year and a half of knowing her. She's grown her hair out a little bit. Yeah, I feel like I've helped her become a better person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is true. Uh, let's see. Anything else? These other ones I have are kind of longer. Uh... Oh, hey, you want to know what's an underrated game? Lef will have played this in Seiji. Maybe. You probably definitely have not played it. But an underrated game? Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets for the PS2. Yeah. We recorded an episode that never came out for that. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, not a bonus. No, sorry, a, video. a video episode that never came out. Um, sort of some BB trivia for you. We almost should try to release the audio because it was funny because we were playing it and we were eating the Bernie Bots every flavored beans <laughs> at the same time. Maybe clips and, from it would uh, be good for. It her. was disgusting. I think I ate the puke one and I almost puked. Maybe uh, for our next anniversary episode, we'll we'll pull, yeah. we'll pull some of those clips because we have a few other episodes that didn't make the cut, like the. Uh, there is the top, your favorite uh, Mario Kart power-ups or weapons, sorry. Your favorite Mario Kart weapons. We had an old episode on that that we never put out. Did we? Did we do that? Yeah. I thought we just talked about doing it. I think we did it, didn't we? I no, know. I'm I sure we, we did. did. I, I thought we did. I know we did the Smash one. Did we do Smash? Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Items? Yeah, sorry. Smash yeah. items. That never came out, okay. though. I don't remember why we didn't release it. We just didn't. Because that's the point. There's a point. Oh, there's a point in time. This is a little extra trivia from last week where we recorded more than two a day or week. Sometimes we recorded extra just in case we didn't make it. So we had some that were sitting in the bank. And then, and then at that point, we were able to choose ones that we didn't think were worth it to even go out. So there's like a good, I'd say there's a good four or five unreleased BB episodes. I'm sure P2 would, would want them, but I'm, I don't, I don't think we should put them out. They're, they're old. They're old now. Old Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Man, we used to, we used to crowd in a small room and use one 
Yeti blue <laughs> Yeti snowball mic and try to get a decent audio quality out of that. It was some good times. <laughs> good, good. I think the the only good thing about Seiji moving away was that our audio quality increased because yeah, of the really. track fixing. Uh, all right. Well, I don't think I have anything else going on in terms of games. I'm trying to finish Ever Oasis. And I guess let's just move the topic. This topic could be long or this could be a short episode, which is okay too. So you guys cool with that? Yeah, I'm ready for topic. Up next. Rhythm Month, my month, the best month so far, way better than Culture Month. This week we're talking about Owen Dan and the main one, Elite Beat Agents. For the DS, I have some info, some info to get you guys started. So, Owen Dan 2 and Elite Beat Agents. And so Elite Beat Agents is a port, I think, of the second Owen Dan. Is that right, Seiji? Not really. It's... Well, I, I mean... It, I, I, Midquill. Yeah, <laughs> I sh- I, I'll, I'll specify that. It Does Oenden translate to anything? It's like dance. Troupe, yeah, it's it? like a cheer squad. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. That that makes sense. Well, here's okay. So we have Oenden two, which was developed by Inus. Inus. I'll get back to that in a second. Uh, it's published for Nintendo DS. It was released in Japan on May seventeenth, two thousand seven. So actually, it came out after Elite Beat Agents. So the first Elite Beat Agents would have been based off of the first Oenden. Uh, so Elite Beat Agents uh, came out in. November 6, 2006, 2006, in North America. 2006. Yeah. Yeah. Tendo DS. And third one mm-hmm. came out after. So it's it's more of a trilogy. I'll say it's a trilogy. Yes. So the first one done is like the first one. Yep. Then Elite Beat Agents, and then the Moero Neketsu, Rizumu Damashi, whatever right. his name is. <laughs> uh, and Ines, 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 <laughs> uh, stands for uh, Infinite Noise of the Inner Soul. Which was co-founded by <laughs> Kaichi Yano deep. on February third, nineteen ninety-seven. It is, it is deep. And this, and this, of course, I didn't plan this, although I did know subconsciously that uh, the other game of this month is also developed by Inus, Inus, Inus. So uh, there you go. That means they make some good quality stuff. So Elite Beat Agents is a quote-unquote port, like Seiji kind of mentioned, uh, or kind of started to say uh they they didn't think so the first one dan which was one of the most uh imported games for the 3ds at the time sorry ds at the time uh they a developer in an interview said they didn't think they could bring it over because it was way too japanese which is basically what they said and having played the second one that can absolutely attest to that so they didn't think it would happen but because it was so popular they did want to bring it over so they basically reskinned the entire game 
they pretty I guess in terms of nowadays you would say they redid most of the game because yeah it's two D two D assets which are a bit easier to make than it would be for say a whole new model and stuff but if this game was which it actually it is partially in three D so there is new models for it too but they basically just redid it I guess because everything's different right Seiji the music's different the gameplay is the only oh, thing the that that stays the same so same engine but everything else is different even the map is different like the way it's set up yeah but it's, it, it's like a like a sphere right yeah and elite with ages in the first one and in the third one mm -hmm. it's like a like a cd map right? yeah it's way better than the third one. Oh yeah yeah i like so, i like that more so elite beat agents isn't like quote-unquote like a true sequel it's more of like a like a remake almost but for a different audience it's a doki doki panic that yeah okay clear. there we go that makes well a little sense. more than doki doki yeah. in in the same vein of of that taking yeah. one game okay. and reskinning it for a different audience is basically yeah. what it is however the amount of work they did should not be uh discounted because oh like no, no. like i said they did a lot of stuff so i'm gonna mostly talk about both both the i'll talk about end and two and and uh Liebe agents with you guys i didn't play the first one but i think the first one gameplay wise pretty much plays the same as the other ones so I think we could talk about that. So first thing I want to ask then, before we get into the gameplay and stuff, is what's your initial impressions when you first started the game? Let's start with Seiji since Left is the freshest. Well, if you can remember well, back that far, at least. Or how about in your case, replaying it since it's been a while, I imagine. Agents are... Well, I must have played this game around 2007, something like that, like 10 years ago. And I just got a DS. And I was playing a lot of games. I don't want to I, I uh, uh, draw too much attention to how, much, <laughs> how, how I was playing that amount of games. But I was playing a lot of imported games and a lot of games that I wouldn't usually buy. Because ever since, since I was a kid, uh, I have only played like, you know, games of a certain line. But with the DS, I had the opportunity to play, you know, all, all sorts of weird games. And some of the games really, really stand out because uh, you would use touch controls, which was which was the actual novelty of the DS. Mm -hmm. uh, like uh, WarioWare Touched was one of them, which is really really great. Um, Rhythm Heaven, which is a game that you guys didn't mention, is is also a uh, I know. rhythm game. It came much after, but I, I played the the imported or the Japanese version. Couldn't understand much of it because back in back back then I didn't know as much Japanese. So. It was most, mostly about those really, really cool mechanics, and Elite Beat Agents is really, you know, in that, in that sense. I didn't know there was a Japanese version of it, I was just playing Elite Beat Agents, so it didn't make much sense in terms of story, it just seemed really, really silly. But the mechanics are super, super cool. And then shortly after, because uh, I spent months and months playing it, you know, trying to beat all the difficulty modes, and, mm -hmm. and this game is really, really hard. Yes, it is. Very hard. Like, you could say it's short, like it will take, like it took me, I don't know, like two hours to beat the whole game, but there's so much stuff in there, and it really, you, you have to take a lot of time to become, like, skilled at it, uh, so it, it's probably gonna take, you know, the normal player much, much more, even a hardcore gamer that is not, is not accustomed to this kind of mechanics, and as far as I know, is unique, uh, it will take you a long time. Then, I, so then I... I noticed, you know, that there was the Oendan games, and play those, and they're all fantastic. Really, really great. There are differences between uh, these three games, though. That's a good um, good intro to it. 
All right, so so I played it the first time last year, I think, under your recommendation. So I've only, I'm trying to think of when I first really got, I guess like we talked about last week, I got into rhythm games in a little bit with Guitar Man, and then, but I didn't really get to play the full version of that until like 2009 or something like that when I got the PSP version. But at that point, I still wasn't full on into rhythm games. I didn't know I liked them as much as I do now. Hmm. So when I played it last year, I was already pumped to like this game, and I did like it. Um, it was, a, it was a really a lot of fun, but I remember, I remember way back when I used to go to like EB games, I'm thinking, I'm thinking like 2005 or, or 2006, some, or a little bit later than that, obviously 2007, I would see Leap Beat Agents and thinking, this looks stupid. Why the hell would I ever play this game? <laughs> uh, why do I want to play three dumb dancing agent people? There's no, there's no swords or magic in this game. I'm not playing this game. Bullshit. <laughs> so I never played it. <laughs> uh, but I don't, I don't know if I would have appreciated it as much back then. 10 years is a long time to, to, uh, develop as a human being. So Lef and I can probably relate to that. Um, so I've changed a lot in in those years, and and now I'm very much primed to like these games, and I and I did. It's it's great. It's a lot of fun, and we'll get more into that. But yeah, my my initial impression was extremely positive. I was already immediately excited. I did notice, however, how difficult it was. It's very hard to get a high score in, in this game. But Lef, you just played it this week, uh, as of like Thursday when I lent you the game. <laughs> so fresh opinion here. What what's your opinion of the game? It, it kept, I kept like flip flopping, to be to be quite honest. But you know what? What's it me? What I like so much is just the f- most hilarious of comic panel things <laughs> that that popped up. Like the whole game was just—it's so light and, and funny, and you know it's hard not to enjoy yourself. Um, it, like you guys were saying, it is difficult. Like I played through the game on. There's two difficulty levels, I guess. Maybe there's more when you beat it, but there was the the one star and a two star one. I don't remember. They they had the funny names. One was like Breezin, and I forgot what the other one was called. Um, so I played through. I was trying to. I, I don't like to play things on like the lowest difficulty. So I started on like the two star one. Yeah, same here. Um, so I started playing through that, but I don't. I can only get so far, and then I actually got stuck on. One of the worst songs in the game, like to listen to. Which song? Uh, the, uh, once again, the the comic panel was amazing, but it was Lala. I think it's like an Ashley Simpson song. Oh, gross. Um, yeah, it's so gross. The whole the whole soundtrack to this game is. Yeah, we'll come back terrible. to the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, um, but I made it there, and then I was kind of like, I, c- I couldn't beat the song, and then I was like, well, you know what? I really, the, what I'm getting the most out of this game is is kind of seeing the comic panels and the pass fail that that pops up on, on depending on how well you do. And I was just getting a kick out of it, and I wanted to see the rest of them, so that's when I went back, and then I just breezed through the whole game on on the easier difficulty. <laughs> well, I, I breezed through it until now I got to the final stage, but I can't even beat that on the easiest difficulty right now. <laughs> um, so it's 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 a tough game, but uh, it's certainly worth playing just to kind of get the enjoyment um just from from the the hilarity of it all that's awesome all right so those are the initial impressions of the game uh so gameplay real i just want to mention some of the mechanics and say you can back me up or correct me a lot of this i just grabbed uh for clarification but so when you're playing the game you have hit markers phase markers and spin markers hit markers are operated by tapping the numbered circles in the right order um, so sometimes you'll have the screen all, the screen will basically what give you kind of a preview of what's about to come up. So, and then there's a overlapping circle or, or reticle or whatever that you want to tap that 
area when that circle overlaps the the uh, target. And so you'll see like one, two, three in blue, and then maybe you'll see like one, two, three in orange, and you, and you know you're on blue, so you, you hit one, two, three, and then you know to start on the orange. So it kind of gives you an idea of what's coming up, and you have to time it. Um, and unlike some rhythm games that don't... I hate when a rhythm game has... And this is kind of a problem with theater rhythm a little bit. I don't like when a rhythm game doesn't have... Um, how to how to say this? When when you fail at a rhythm game, I want to be able to tell because I want the music to mostly stop. Um, so rhythm, theater rhythm, the music kind of doesn't differ. All you get is the kind of bing, bing, bing noise you get from hitting your notes. But in at least the Dan two, if you miss it, the whole song doesn't stop. But it's very clear that you're missing portions of that song. So to me, it's important that when I'm hit, trying to get, say, in beat with the song, that the notes, the, the things I'm, I'm hitting match up with it. And, and it does in this, in this game, which is what I'm trying to get at. So, you know, if I miss one and I miss two and then hit three, I want to know, I want to hear that I missed it so I can try and correct that rhythm in my head. Um, so then there's the phase markers, which is tapping and holding the stylus on a ball within a circle while following along a path. And then the spin markers is basically the screen is one giant spinning board and you just spin as fast as you can. And those are the main three things that you're you're interacting with. And there's uh-huh. the elitometer, which is your HP, for lack of a better term, that's constantly going down as you're playing through the levels. And it will go down further if you miss notes. And it goes up as you are successful with notes. So if your elitometer goes down to zero, you lose. And each stage has kind of like, I think, three story portions. So... There's like 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 left kind of alluded to. There's a comic book that introduces each level, and then as you're playing through the level, st- the top screen has stuff going on the entire time. They're pretty funny too. And the bottom screen is where you're playing all the or you're doing all the tapping, obviously with the touch screen. And it so there's like three breaks in all the songs, and it kind of gives you a chance to rest, which is a good thing. And also, what happens is a, a little an- not animation, but little comic panels play above. So if you succeed, then you get a circle, and if you fail, you get an X. So, so say for example, there's a football flying, and uh, you do well in that first portion, then your character catches the football. But if they do bad, they miss it, and maybe it hits someone. And so, yeah, something hilarious will, will happen. And then at the end of the stage, you kind of, depending on how you do, will give you one of I think three endings in each stage, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe that includes the game over. Uh, but yeah, so it's kind of neat that, that as you're playing the song, there's little stories developing depending on how you, how well you play or how badly you play. So I just want to, I just want to mention the, uh, the, uh, what did you call it? The, the health bar, the elite, the elitometer, elitometer. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I didn't like how it functioned. I don't like how whenever you're not playing like whenever you're you know i'm not saying you wait for a note for too terribly long but if you if you're struggling through the song and then there's a kind of a moment where you know you're waiting a few seconds for yeah, the you notes, get a game over you you meet yeah and and that's really frustrating because like you know i i understand if i missed a note and i failed yeah but like i'm trying to recover and then all of a sudden it's like you weren't giving me the tools to recover um so i kind of felt like that was a miss on their part um whether they just need to make it deplete slower or it just not deplete at all just failed notes would make it happen well there's a few times where i lost just because there was no notes for me to even try to recover (laughs) on a a simple fix for that might have been that you just don't get 
your your bar will drain, but when it gets to the end, it stays at one until you miss a note. That would be f- so. Then fair. you still I would, you yeah. know you were you're screwed if you miss that note, anyways. But yeah. you don't automatically run out. That would be a, a fix that I would be happy with too. Yeah, that a would fix, be a, a happy chain. medium. Listening to the explanation of the mechanics, mm-hmm. did I miss something? I notice how how complex it is it to is. <laughs> <laughs> to explain it, even though the game is so simple. It is very simple. Yeah, it's better just to to play it because really, uh, how many mechanics do you have? You, you can either tap on time or yep. you can drag and you can spin. Yes. So that's three. Those are the three things that you do in this game. Yes. The the bar it's important because it will determine the outcome of the story. Yes. And either you and any of you and that that's also the losing condition. But that's really it. Yeah. It, you you explain it really really well. But I just want to see it. Clarify to the listener: if you've never played this game, I know it sounds difficult, it sounds complex, and it's really not. It's quite the opposite of it. It's a, it's, an it's easy, just deep, easy play. Yeah. yeah, easy play to game, easy game to pick up and play. Very fun, but the mechanics are deceptively deeper than what what it looks like on the surface. So if you see screenshots or watch a video, you're going to see it looks really easy to play, and, and in, in a lot of cases, it is easy to play. But it's challenging because you really do like, unlike some other games, you really do have to get the rhythm of the song right. Because because all something like Parappa the Rapper, great uh, example of a game I, I really like, and it where where it's pressing time didn't matter. But the problem with Parappa was um, being on you, you couldn't. They, it was very visual where the prompts were, and but if you didn't. If you were watching the prompt, it was either, I can't remember if it was the opposite or not, but basically you either had to just listen to the song and not look or focus completely on the bar because they weren't quite in sync. But with this one, like with the uh, Elite Beat Agents and Owendan, I was having some difficulties with some notes because I would see where they're about to overlap and then I was like, I would always miss it. But then I stopped and just started listening to how the song went and then I would just tap in time with the beat and I never got it wrong after that. So, it, so it's, it, I really like games that really make you have to pay attention to how the music sound whether or not okay, you like it really the music. really helps it really helps to know the song right oh yeah it does like the there, there's a few songs that i really really like in this in the in eba and uh, those were one the most enjoyable and two the, the ones that i wouldn't miss the the notes yeah because some others you're not used to uh, to to the beat to the lyrics to and everything of uh, it, sometimes they go with the beat sometimes they go with the lyrics sometimes they go with some like in between kind of thing yeah yeah and that was weird yeah. i didn't like that yeah and some of the songs is they're definitely super weird well here's a list of the songs and then we can we can say if we like any or say if you particularly hate any Quickly, the songs of Elite Agents is Stereogram, Stereogram Walkie Talkie Man, Walkie Talking Man, yeah. Some 41 Makes No Difference, Avril, Avril Lavigne, Skater Boy, Freddie Mercury, I Was Born to Love You, Stray Cats, Rock This Town, Village People, YMCA, Earth, Wind & Fire, September, Jamiroquai, Canned Heat, Madonna, Material Girl, Ashley Simpson, Lala, Chicago, You're the Inspiration, David Bowie, Let's Dance, Good Charlotte, The Anthem, oh, we gotta come back to that. Hooba Stank, <laughs> Without a Fight, and The Rolling Stones, Jumping Jack Flash, with a few bonus songs of Share Believe, The Jackson 5 ABC, and Destiny Child Survivor. Lef, you said you did not like any of the songs. Would you like to not, clarify? That's, that's not totally true. <laughs> there was a few songs that were enjoyable. But what did you like? As the, 
what did I like? Yeah. Well, my favorite song on the whole thing was probably Can't Heat by Jamiroquai. Okay. Um, that song is just, it's so catchy. I like it a lot. Um, and uh, Highway Star by Deep Purple is a good song too. Uh, but I think that was pretty much it. And favorite stage? Favorite, the favorite, my favorite song to play was YMCA. Yeah, YMCA by the Village mm, People. That's fun. Yeah. Um, story? The stories are kind well, of so most I can, memorable. Can, the honestly, the most memorable one is the story for "You're the Inspiration" because oh. every oh, so every <laughs> every story is very you know kind of funny and you know there's silly things going on and like like the girls are lost on an island and they're oh, like yeah. you know tempting like monkeys to like you know um do stuff for them and uh, it, it like just silly things like that so then you get to the song called you're the inspiration and it has probably one of the longest intros and it's a little girl and her mother and then their dad's leaving and it's christmas time and then she's like oh you'll be you'll be back for christmas won't you daddy oh. and he's like absolutely and then all of a sudden she's like six months later and the little <laughs> girls the little girl's like when's daddy coming home and the mom's like forget about daddy he's not coming home and i'm like what the hell <laughs> going on and and then you play through the song and it's basically the, like you know the first part is they they're cleaning up his room and then they find a picture uh, in his diary of the family and they're like oh daddy really cared about us and it was just like this really heartfelt story well everything else was like super silly so it felt really out of place uh as far as songs go in elite agents i liked uh makes no difference a lot probably my favorite on the on the the play I also liked YMCA. I think I liked Material Girl and Good Charlotte, the anthem. Okay, did any of you guys ever watch Undergrads? Oh, yeah. They did the theme for They did. That is the theme for Undergrads. And uh, it's just weird seeing it in this song. game. And did they ever do anything else? Good Charlotte? Yeah. What else did they do? I don't freaking know, man. This show I, is like, weird. Tr- tr- truth be told, like, me in the early 2000s probably would have went crazy over some of these songs. Like, I love Sum 41, and I freaking love Good Charlotte and all these terrible bands that I kind <laughs> of hate nowadays. Um, so I would have loved this if I would have played this when it probably came out. I would have enjoyed uh, the music so. the, uh, but, but now I'm just like, ugh. The Owenden, uh 2 soundtrack. Uh, I enjoyed more because of being Weibo, right? Lots of there's like a, a theme song from uh, Eureka Seven, which I really enjoy, and a bunch of other stuff. I found some new songs I liked yesterday while playing through some of it again. So you know, if you're like complete trash, you might enjoy the uh, Oendan version more uh, than than Elite Agents. What about your favorite song, Sage? That I enjoyed a lot. I enjoyed September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. I enjoyed that that story too. I find it really, really funny. How the, which which story was that it, one? It's really over the top. It's where <laughs> the mom is trying to have a picnic and she's trying to to scare the clouds away. With oh yeah, the one where she like wills the weather to <laughs> what she wants it to be. That's a really funny one. Uh, probably a favorite one to play. Um, uh, probably let's dance. That's really really cool, especially in the harder modes because you have to do like really 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 fast and makes you feel really cool. Um, the last stage is also super enjoyable because it's really really super hard, and when you complete it, you feel I don't know, you feel really accomplished. Yeah, it was very difficult. What's what's the state? What's what song plays for the a pug's life? Like the dog that gets yeah, lost. Yeah. 
uh, Highway Star. I fucking hated that stage. I hated that music so much. I, not for me. Oh, man, I like that one. Not for me. I did not like it. Another thing to notice is that uh, all of these songs are not the original ones. Oh, really? But yeah. Independently, yeah. No. If, you, if you like it or not, they did a really, really good job with the covers. I think so. I thought I didn't. I don't know the music very well. So uh, to me, they were fine. <laughs> like, okay, hey, cool. man. Like, honestly, the Can't Heat by Jamiroquai, it sounds exactly like. I Like, that one, I was almost convinced is not a cover because it, it sounds so much like the original. There you go, guys. A stunning uh, compliment from Lef. The story. Seiji, what's the justification for the story you alluded to? Okay, let's start with, with the first Owen then. Okay. So in Japan, cheerleading is a very manly thing. I think, I think I've mentioned you did. this in the show before. <laughs> it's... The way it's perceived, it's a thing that men do. Mm-hmm. And because it's... I don't know, like cheering is like a forceful thing, you know? It's not like here, like cheering is more, it's, it's very Oof. girly. It, 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 I would almost say that is like the bully type of, of guy would, would, would do the, the cheering in Japan. <laughs> I don't know. They're like the jock equivalent. Exactly. But well, who's playing <laughs> right? the sports that they're cheering to? Not jocks. Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> it's all backwards over there. So, the... The story justification of it, or the, all of these stories are people in trouble, and they need like some sort of hero. But instead of of someone actually coming to help them, <laughs> they send the Oendan, the, the cheering squad, to cheer to, uh, on them to in order to you know to make them do better at what they do, so that they have a better story outcome. So that's that's the gist of it. And they always shout Oendan. You need to put in uh, one of one of those uh, voice clips right here. So when they brought it to to America, I thought that wouldn't make any sense. That's correct. That would not have made any sense. <laughs> I, I guess it wouldn't make sense because you, did you guys play with the Elite Beat Divas? No, that's a uh, uh, well. Actually, I probably played one song last year, but I didn't really go into it. That's that's when uh-huh. you un- when you beat the game, you unlock them, correct? Yeah. When you beat it on spoiler alert on hard mode. <laughs> yeah. What's it called? It's cruising, breezing. I think it's breezing, and cruising, and then isn't it? Or is it cruising and breezing? Oh, I just, I just saw cruising and breezing. Yeah, I don't know which was which. Yeah. to be honest. Cruising is the easy one. Then there's breezing. Then there's another one. Then there's hard rock. Right. Hard rock well, is with the both LP cruising and breezing sound like not different. They both sound easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess it would have made sense if they, if the game was called Elite Beat Divas, I think. Right, but the problem with that, I guess, is that it would seem, from a marketing perspective, like a girly game. Oh, you don't want that. Yeah, so that's why they change it. So now you have this, this, how do you call it, like, secret agent kind of yeah. agency. Yeah, they're like CIA that beat agents. EBA. They do the same thing, but instead of cheering, they dance, and if they dance really, really well, good things happen. It will. It, good things happen. So. <laughs> It doesn't really make sense. So I, I think it it makes even less sense than the original one. But anyway. The uh, developers, it was, Enos did both of them, right? Enos? Fuck. Yes. It, uh, the three of them, I think. Right. So you can tell that this is America viewed, or sorry, the West viewed through a Japanese lens. They're like yeah. the very first stage is football star trying to get the grill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so lame. The, there was a hilarious innuendo in that one, too, because the whole story is it's about the girl wanting oh. to ask the boy to go steady. And then at the end, she she does if you were successful. And then it shows, like, the field goal post. And I'm like, score. He's going to score tonight. That's the whole joke right there. <laughs> and I thought that was funny. Isn't there hot dogs down a hallway, too? At some point in that song? Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a, wow. <laughs> that's something. Yeah, there's a yeah, lot. Yeah, so of in that do. first stage, what the the agents are cheering for is, I guess, the, both of them to take care of the of the kids because every kids, yeah. every every chapter is a problematic kid, right? Like the first one has a poopy diaper, and then the next one is hungry, and then the next one is like causing ruckus with the skateboard and so and so. Uh, but going back to what Left was was saying, what were the agents cheering for in that particular song with the dead father? But like, what were they cheering for in most of the songs? Though? Well, I can like, I can explain it to you. So in in the okay. the in universe explanation uh, uh, is uh-huh. that uh, basically life is saturated by notons, which are kind of like their note protons. And the Elite Beat agents have special devices in their suits that allow them to actually uh, manipulate those to, to therefore change reality. So the better they dance, the more notons they're gathering, and they use their will to change uh, the results. So they kind of have god powers that are used to, so the, the better they dance, the more power they have, and therefore they can help people. Right? Yeah, okay, okay so- I just made a lot of <laughs> But 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 in that case, they're cheering for the dad spirit. Or? Yeah, well, I think I don't know. Let's go with the science route. It's just a special type of uh, of of uh, of um. Let's use the let's use what the holistic people use. It's it's all uh, quantum mechanics. But with, tra- with it's music. aligning their chakras. And yeah, <laughs> they're, they're they're gathering their the dance moves generate energy, generate notons, and they use those notons to to manipulate reality. It's pretty simple. It's pretty clear. <laughs> See, I always just thought they were just cheering people on, and they no, felt the confidence to do better. Way. Definitely not. That would make too much sense. Yeah, it's too practical. The, it, the, it is really weird. What a weird game. But then, but then again, there's there's one level where like they shrink down to like microscopic size, <laughs> and you help red white blood cells yeah. fight viruses. So I don't know how much too. confidence those kinds of things need. But it's a really strange game. So the Christmas episode you're talking about, Seiji, I interrupted you with my obviously real description of what happens in the universe so what's the problem with this chris i haven't i haven't replayed this in a year and a half so i actually don't remember all the stories clearly i just remember i hated that song so what what is it in most stories mm-hmm. you have this this character that you're cheering for them to do well like oh, the guy yeah, who's yeah. trying to get rich and then you cheer you cheer you cheer <laughs> and he finds oil or he finds a treasure or there's this girl she wants to be on a play so in, so in every chapter you cheer on her and she does well at, at dancing or whatever. But in this particular one, each chapter, I think it, if it goes well, the the mother and the and the girl they see like a like a divine kind of signal that yeah. dad is watching for them. So I'm not really sure like who are they cheering for? Are they cheering for the girl to show the mother that the, the father's spirit does exist, <laughs> or you're cheering on the father's ghost, or you're cheering on the mother to realize or to believe or something like that. I don't know. It's kind of weird. <laughs> the game. No, it's, it's very that true. That sums the game up true. pretty like, well. It's kind of weird. Who are you guys? What are you guys doing here? Why are you guys dancing? We're trying to mourn the loss of our father and husband, and we have these three guys with crazy hair just dancing. Yeah. <laughs> In the end, they they get to hug the the dad's ghost. Ghost dad. Yeah, it it turns into ghost dad. Yeah. 
Yeah. The dad was Bill Cosby. Not a comparison you want to make nowadays. <laughs> so I guess you're cheering for the ectoplasm to, <laughs> to materialize or something? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, okay, let's 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 say that. Yeah. So, so just a couple of the just a, they have some uh somewhat entertaining So the game's kind of each stage is an episode, as they call it. So they have like weird names like episode one, Trio of Mayhem, Love and Boyfriends. That's the one with the where you catch footballs. Uh, then it's also like, hey, taxi to the hospital in hurry. That's when you're a t- taxi driver who's... Isn't the cops after you at the end of that stage at some point? And you're like no, dodging the them? No, the cops join you. Oh, right, right. At the beginning, the cops like, stop driving so fast. And then he has a pregnant woman in the car. Yeah, she's and then de- the cops this is team safe. up with them to... Yeah. It's a safe thing to do to drive crazy with the pregnant lady in the car. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We kind of talked about a lot of them, but you just got some weird ones. A nurse, gold medal hero or zero? Uh, that's the one where you fight off bacteria, right? Yeah, that one was just was so silly. It's like I also really like the the one where like a, a rival car company steals the master plans of a car, and then <laughs> the the son has to like break into it. And if you, I, I did really poorly at it, so I saw like all the fails, and they're they're really funny. You just couldn't; they couldn't resist themselves either. So one of the episodes, of course, is Family Honor introducing the secret weapon ninja. Yeah, because yeah. we you gotta have ninjas in there, especially yeah, if you're marketing ninjas. towards the west. He was he kind of looked just like a he was just a fat ninja. Too. He was a was fat funny. ninja, so I got some representation in the game. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, not that I'm a ninja, this is just fat. <laughs> yeah, <that's good. laughs> uh, yeah. So, do we want to go to damage? Oh wait, real before that, there's a multiplayer mode that I have never played. Did well, I know you didn't laugh? Oh. Seiji, did you play the multiplayer yeah. mode? Back in the day, yes. How is it? You just go head to head with someone and. You play for the high score. Cool. Very simple, the way it should be. All right. Oh, I, I do have... Do I have a, a little bit of trivia here? Um, it was, I got this from from either Wikipedia or another one, and I kind of mentioned it before but uh, about the, the reason why they changed it. But I, I just want to read it out just because it's interesting. Then we can move on to um, damage. But So due to the surprisingly high import rate of, of the first one, Dan, Nintendo and Enos... Oh, yeah, Nintendo published Elite Beat Agents began discussing the possibility of officially exporting the game to other regions. However, as Kaichi Yano, vice president of Innocent Director of the Game, explained in an interview with 1UP.com, selling the game at retail in Western markets would have been unfeasible due to the game's innate reliance on Japanese popular music and cultural references. It was due to the fact that when Yano and Innocent began working on the North American version, the Gakuren-wearing cheerleaders of Wenden were removed and work began on a replacement. The first concepts were of a trio of dancers thought after the village people. This was changed to a trio of government agents using directly Western references such as the Ghostbusters, Blues Brothers, Men in Black, and Austin Powers series for inspiration. In addition, the concept of the Elite Beat Divas and Commander Khan directing the agents came from Charlie's Angels, while the phrase Agents are Go is derived from Thunderbirds and the NASA launch sequence. During development, 1UP.com listed Ricky Martin's Live La Vida Loca as one of the game tracks, but the game was not included in the final release. A little bit of trivia for you guys. A little bit of trivia that I worked really hard to dig up by typing in Elite Beat Agents into Google. So then, let us move on to damage. Seiji, why don't you kick things off? Also to... Oh, sh- sorry. To complement what you were saying, yeah, this is part of my spiel, I guess. Well, before that, we should um, explain, we haven't done damage in a long time. Maybe we should explain how oh, it works. Okay. Uh, you're not going to lose your thought, right? 
I, I was just going to say that yeah, this game, I don't know how many copies they're selling. It probably didn't sell well because a couple of years after I initially played it, mm -hmm. I saw copies of, of Elite Beat Agents at like my local Walmart. Uh, well, not really local, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, like for for four dollars, I think I bought my copy, and I still have it, and it's sealed. I have a, so I have a sealed copy of this game, and I was looking at eBay because I was saying, well, maybe this game is is valuable now, especially because it's sealed, and it goes for like fifty bucks. So it's cheap, actually. It's it, so used copies are like cheap, under twenty yeah. bucks. It's cheap. Probably didn't sell much. Probably is not like a a well known game, so it's probably more like a cult game. It, it was critically well received, yeah. but like you said, I don't think it was like a huge success. So people out there listening, you're thinking, should we? Well, never mind. We'll get to that during the damage. Uh, so how damage works? Because it's been a while since we've done a, a game episode. Is we the game has three hearts, and we're responsible for how much of one heart remains. So if you do full damage, no wait. If you do no damage, you love the game, and you think it's great, and you'd recommend it to everyone to play. Uh, you it doesn't mean you think the game's perfect, but in your mind, it's pretty close, and everybody should try it out. One quarter damage means uh, you still think it's a really good game, but you acknowledge that there's a significant, not, but there's enough flaws that doesn't mean in your eyes it's you know close to perfect. Half damage means you think the game's all right, that you'd recommend it to most people, um, or or at least half the people you know. And three quarters damage is uh, you didn't like the game very much, you don't think it was that good, you don't think it's complete trash but you probably wouldn't recommend it to that many people and then full damage means you hate the game you wouldn't recommend it to anyone you'd be angry if someone bought it for you you regret never getting your time back and um like we like i said it's a recommendation not the game's quality just whether or not we like it and would we recommend it to people so game could be great but we could all hate it and think no one should play it so then back that being said seiji kick things off with the old damage yes so I think that rhythm games, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems it seems to me like rhythm games are already like a niche kind of genre. And Elite Beat Agents is not a really well-known game. So it's like a cult game in a niche genre. Maybe. If that, but that, that is my impression. So it's not a really well-known game. So whenever we do these kinds of episodes where we talk about games, what I really like to do is to talk about games that are not really well known but but are just fantastic so i guess what i'm saying is that this is a hidden gem i don't know how we hidden because people do know it but not not a lot so it's kind of like so what i would like to do is you know to push it a little bit into the more well-known kind of game because this is something that uh, deserves a spot or deserves the spotlight because it's so unique it's so it's so good but it's not unique enough in a way that is strange. No, it's strange because it, because it's not. It's strange in the in the story aspects and the general you know feel and presentation. Right. Of it, but the game itself is not strange at all. It it it's strangely natural. I would say, um, whenever you hear a song that is really really you know catchy or like dancey, and you find yourself like moving your your head to the rhythm of the song or like tapping your table that's how it feels when you're playing this game when the mechanics become second nature to you it feels really natural to to tap on the screen you i don't know it feels really good whenever you get everything right because it it feels like you are contributing to a, like a, another layer in the song yep 
like you, th this game you could watch someone play the game and it's like someone watching tapping you to the rhythm of a song but it's but th there's a certain amount of visual feedback so i don't know if, if what i'm saying it, it makes any sense whatsoever but that's how i feel when i'm playing this game i feel good and i it feels very natural although as i said it, it is a card game or it gets hard but anyway this this kind of feeling because I focus a lot on how I feel when I'm playing a game. And yeah. this kind of feeling is so unique to this game. It's, it's really hard to explain. As, as I attempted to explain <laughs> it, and it didn't really turn out well. Well, I, what I'm saying is that no damage. No damage because I think <laughs> you should play this game. I think everyone, everybody should play this game. It's so unique. Even you just try it. You know, if you don't get into it, that's fine. But at the very least, you get to yeah to interact with this. And I would say one more thing. This is my final thought on the game. As you progress through the game, it seems to me like it gets it gets harder in the sense that it's harder to perform some of the stuff. But it's also easier. And I I remember Lev saying something like something like this, where uh, when I think it was in the last episode, Lev, you said something about when a game um, was like faster your area to respond gets a little bit wider or something like that. So, in, yeah, in this game, when, when you're playing, uh, I think it's uh, sweating is the difficulty. I find sweating better than cruising, and and I just cannot play breezing because it's so slow, and I would miss the notes, actually, because it, it gives you so much time yeah. that it you kind of, like, lose track of the rhythm. You overthink it. Um but then hard rock is is hard because your your touch zones become much smaller and your time to react is like super super short. So I think I mean, cruising is like the the best difficulty. So if you find this game difficult in the very first song when you play this game, just you know give it give it some more time because as as the songs become harder and I'm saying harder with quotation fingers, um, it also becomes a, a bit more natural. You, it feels better. Yeah. So that, that's my final thought. Faster ones are definitely more enjoyable. Le uh, so no damage from Seiji. Lef, you're up, buddy. Well, so with with a lot of rhythm games, with my experiences, they're very they they're very strong on their gimmicks. Um, and you know, with Elite Beat Agents, it doesn't have a super strong gimmick presence. You know, to me, it seems like the comic panels and the stories in the past fail based on how well you do for that section is kind of, you know, the gimmick of the game. Mm -hmm. But it's it's a lot more subtle than you know a DDR pad or a guitar or like a Final Fantasy where the gimmick is just it's Final Fantasy. <laughs> um, so I I appreciated this game a lot more because it seems really genuine, um, where the other ones are. are are just you know they're just gimmicky and they're more trendy well this one i feel like it's a shame that this is kind of a cult hit because i kind of feel like this could be more popular uh just was just kind of the way the game was was presented to you so it was it was really cool refreshing thing because i don't i'm no rhythm game player like like you are so it it was so for me it was really cool to kind of see this rhythm game that just kind of felt just really really just really smooth and pure um so i really did enjoy it uh you know i did like i said my my biggest complaint was the constantly decreasing uh alito meter <laughs> um but you know beyond that i really don't have you know in in the song choices more or less reflected the time yeah exactly so so i can't i shouldn't be too hard on on them picking like you know avril lavigne and ashley simpson 
because that was that was popular when when this game came out. Yeah. So you know, I would I would love to see uh, maybe well even an updated one probably take modern songs I don't like. <laughs> um, so I, if if the song had or sorry if the game had a uh, you know a song track list that appealed more to me, yeah. Um, I'd be slightly more favorable. But so even with that being said, I'm still I still like the game. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, so I go one quarter damage uh, for myself. <laughs> That. All right. Um, so the songless thing, I, I agree with quite a bit, but I know, I know, there's no way I'm ever going to get a songless that I'm going to like. So I'm not going to hold that against them. Like, like we, like you just talked about, those are the popular music. Um, if you're complete trash, just play the Japanese version. Um, so I love the presentation of this game. I like the story. I like that you're building a story through each level i like you know yeah in the end it doesn't matter because the stages are set up the way you are but you know if you're playing it and you're and your 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 actions depend on how that episode ends out which i think is really cool and you get you get rewarded uh with different clips and they're they're genuinely funny especially when you realize that they're the the lens they're being viewed through uh i i like that i like it's like this weird version of of west that that they have It's, it's it's fun like football players are everywhere and they're always dating the grills and and stuff like that. I, I don't know. It, it's funny, and I enjoy it. And then you get weird. I guess the game gets weirder as you go. Um, and I just love, I love, like, the whole, there's a part at the beginning of each stage. So there's, like, they're presenting the stage's story. And at the at the end, you know, it always ends with someone going, help! But in, like, a super dramatic <laughs> way. And then, you know, and then you get this, this neat, in between every uh, story section, you get this part where, where there's, like, a, there's a build-up. And, and, and I know you guys will probably know what I'm talking about because you've played it, but where it's, like, there's this screen shaking sound uh, as just before the notes start playing again, where like the character might be like flexing or 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 gritting their teeth or something, and it kind of goes. Whoosh. I don't know. I really like that. It always gets me pumped. I want to start. I want to get back into the game at that point. So I, I think the presentation is great. And as you guys all also know, I am a huge fan of over the top scenarios, and this game gets pretty crazy. It does end with aliens in it. So, um, yeah, and I like the art style too. It's it's just. I mean, it's pretty much manga-ish, but, you know, it looks good. Uh, but generally, the best thing is, like what Seiji was talking about feeling, is I always feel happy and amused when playing this game. I, I don't ever play it and feel, like, you, you know, sad or anything. <laughs> it's just fun. It's it's a fun game. Unless you play the sad song. Yeah, I suppose, but I hated that song, so that was just a blur <laughs> to me. Uh, but it was, you know, it's like, a, you just, yeah, I, I would get frustrated when I would lose sometimes, so get me wrong, but I always just jump back in and keep playing and, Especially when it's a good song that I enjoyed. So, you know, I just, I think the game is great. And I, I, I absolutely think more people should play it. I think it's underrated. And uh, so no damage, of course, for me. It's, a, it's an awesome game. And a good example of what a rhythm game should be. So that leaves us with two hearts and three quarters health remaining. Not too shabby. What do you guys think? What do you guys think Shelby would think about this game? I think she wouldn't have given any damage, personally. And and hey, she play, she has played it, so... We'll add another heart on next week and let her add to it. Shelby, that's your challenge, Shelby. Play the game. So what do you guys think? Do you think she would like it or hate it? Uh, she's a big weeb. I think she's going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> I like. You no, know, I'm not sure it. about this one. No? I'm not sure. What do you, what do you think? Uh, health damage. Let, let's, say, let's damage Shelby's opinion. I'm going to say no damage. <laughs> Shelby's going to enjoy How the we, game. We don't even know her opinion. That's How we're damaging it. That's our opinion. Game. So I'm saying no damage. Left said no damage. And, Sh- and Seiji says half damage. So so Shelby is two and a half hearts possibly of liking the game. 
But, you know, so <laughs> next week we'll find out Shelby's actual damage, and we'll also find out our damage to Shelby to see how accurate it is. Stop, don't, don't skip show, Shelby, just because you're sick. You're not feeling well. Left never misses an episode. So <laughs> 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 Alright, well, so cartsclub.org, I guess, um... Community. I, I mean, they're banned from the show. I'll, I'll put the ban on again at the end of the show. So you guys should definitely check out the site. I mean, if you're listening to us, most I think most of our listeners are from Cartridge Club anyway. So thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. And oh, I also finally checked out Media Mavens. I didn't finish the episode yet because I'm just a terrible person, but I really like what I listened to. I was listening to the Wonder Woman episode, and mm-hmm. I enjoyed their I enjoyed their their banter and presentation. And they talked about Overwatch a lot, which I also appreciate because I like that game. So, uh, I would recommend checking them out if you're looking for a new podcast that relates to this kind of stuff. Anyways, cartridgeclub.org, uh, Bonus Barrel Twitter, or Seiji, or Left, we're all on there. And, oh, people are excited about your Left play, by the way, Left. So you need to... Oh, are they really? Well, Jeez. P1 and P2 talked about those, so... Oh, no, no, that's still good Possibly other. Cool. I think... I had a couple of friends who I know listened to the show text me about doing Let's Plays and stuff, so I think you, you sparked that. I'm not going to do any of them, though. All right, so, uh, thank you for listening. This is Rob. And left. And Seiji. Peace out. Just hung up by mistake. <laughs>